You're listening to the Just Lead Podcast, and the time to turn it up is right now. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Just Lead Podcast. We're challenging leaders to take action in every situation. My name is Brad. And before we jump into this week's episode, I just wanted to drop one reminder. One thing that makes our show unique is that we tackle your situations and help you just lead through it. So whether it's something you're facing in your life, your family, your team, or your organization, we want to hear about it. Just email us at hello at justlead.me. That's hello at justlead.me. And maybe we can work through your leadership situation in a future episode. We look forward to hearing from you. All right, let's kick it over to this week's show. All right, so we got a great situation here today. All right, here we go. Really interesting dynamic here. Somebody got, emailed us. Yep, so uh, Justin and Adam, one of the friends Justin was recently uh, selected to be the new senior pastor at their church. Friends for a long time, staff pastors, right. always done ministry together, right? At every single level, wow. ran to summer camps, the vacation together, yeah. the whole nine. Right. Uh, so they were now, equals. They were so equals. They were before. equals, right? Okay, okay. Shared a wall, shared an office wall, the whole okay. deal. Um, and recently, super pumped about it, right? Justin uh, just, just got selected to be the senior pastor Yikes. of the okay. church. And Adam is Turn still back. remaining on. Turn back now. <laughs> no, but, no, so, so, but Adam's remaining on staff now. And but basically just navigating a little bit of this this relationship shift, this kind of and you can really kind of think of it of like you're wearing multiple hats now. Mm. Before it was just a friend hat and coworker yeah. hat. Now it's boss hat right. and not just boss hat right. if you're in the marketplace, right. but in ministry, it's right. pastor hat. Yeah, And so kind of just thinking through what are those lines of communication that have to be established and yeah, knowing yeah. what hat you're wearing and when. Right. So it's, it's basically navigating a new relationship because they were equals, regardless whether yeah. it's the church or marketplace. You were equals. You're in the cubicles next to each other. You're in the, you know, doing ministry together or being on a team together. You're equals. And now one of your teammates is now the boss. Now he's the coach. Now he's the general manager of the team. Right. Whatever it is. Exactly. It's, the dynamic changes. Yeah. It changes. So, you know, yeah. It's I, hard. I think what you said is so interesting. I hadn't thought of it that way. Is it's navigating a new relationship yeah. of somebody that you've known for many, many Isn't that years. Wild? Yeah. It, most yeah. of the time, the only time that that happens is when you meet someone and then you marry them, right? right? They, they that's a change in right. relationship. Yeah. But most of the time is. Oh well, that's my parent, and they're my parent for life. Right. Or that's my yeah, friend. Their role, and they're my friend their for role life. never changes. Right. Their role now, their responsibility might change, but their role never changes. Right. Whereas in this case, the role, multiple roles have changed. Exactly. And mm-hmm. it, you, I think the first thing to do when I'm navigating this situation, meaning yeah. I was a peer with someone, and now they're my boss, mm-hmm. you have to look at it as a completely new relationship. There's going to be new boundaries. There's going to be new protocols. So start new because if you go, I'm trying to create something new based on the old the old is already in framework yeah the old is like man I, I this is how i relate to them it's become so easy it's become natural you have to you have to create a new normal yeah you know it, it so i think the best way because i've done this before and it's really difficult and it's really hard i've done it really well yeah and i've done it really bad and what i had to realize is i just have to really create a new relationship yeah and it's okay to like you know a perfect example would be like hey hey you want to go to lunch yeah, yeah man let's just go down and grab a taco well, now I wouldn't ask them to go to lunch anymore. And I would rather them come to me, meaning the, the one who was a peer, who's now my boss, and go, hey, man, how come we don't go to lunch anymore? Well, then what they're telling you is that boundary is okay. See, what they're telling you is that boundary is okay. So now you can lean into lunches or be forthcoming with it and turn around and go, hey, listen, I'm aware 
of your new position and happy for you. Yeah. I'm, I'm all about it. Right. I'm all about it. But is it cool if we still go to lunch or do we have to kind of re we do we have to redraw some boundaries? Sure. Yeah, and just because you redraw boundaries doesn't mean it's bad. Right. Sometimes redrawing boundaries are the healthiest thing you can do. Right. So I think that's the first thing is you got to look at it as a completely yeah. new relationship. And I think acknowledging that is important. I Absolutely. Mean, what would you I mean it's and probably in some cases if you're you know you're Adam in this situation, you're you're almost kind of grieving that yeah. the situation. Yeah, different. I think, that, and that's what I mean by new relationship. You have to yeah. put the old one to bed and create a new one. You have to go, hey man, for that season, whatever that season was, mm. forever, how long that season was, it right. was fruitful, it was phenomenal, it was great. Yep. Period. New paragraph or turn mm. the page. Right. Meaning now it's something new. Yeah. Now it's something different, and it could be actually more fruitful. Yes. Just be positive. Go yeah. into it. I mean, we always say your attitude when you enter in a, into a project or something tells more about how the outcome is yeah. going to be than anything else. Well, let's talk so, about that because yeah. I mean, it, it doesn't describe it in in the message specifically yeah. here, but just to, just thinking about okay, the attitude. Let's say that this person is genuinely struggling with this, right? They, mm-hmm. They're happy for their friend, but they're really dealing with this. Man, I wish we could just go to lunch, and we don't yeah. anymore. I, oh, I wish that you know uh, things were like it, like yeah. they were when we were twenty five right, or, right. or whatever. Yeah. You know, yeah. all those things. You, again, it's it's all of this history, yeah. and now it's different. What would you say to someone who is just genuinely struggling with that? Yeah, well, the first thing is you got to really determine: is this going to be more about you or your friend? I mean, look, true friendship always wants better for their friend, whether it affects them or not. Mm-hmm. So is is this about you? Are we turning this now about you? You can grieve the relationship and it's sad and it has changed. Absolutely. But hey, this has been the best thing for them. Good for them. They got more influence. They have more power. They got more money, whatever it is. Good for them. Hey, man, it just so happens that it changes us. Yeah. But but I love you so much or I'm so deeply committed to our friendship yeah. that even if it inhibits me a little bit or doesn't benefit me as much, I'm still, by the way, that's, that's a true mark of a friend. I'm still happy for you and I'm going to adjust. Yeah. I think that's key to remember. Yeah. You know? Do you think that people in ministry or the church struggle with this maybe a little bit more? Yeah, than the church the typically gets a lot of stuff wrong when it comes to structure yeah. and it comes to, you know, relationships. We should be on the foreground, but a lot of times we're on the back row, mm. which is unfortunate. You know, and I think the reason why it's harder is because the nature of the business side and the nature of the vision of a church is highly sometimes more relational yeah. at a deeper level than let's just say General Electric or Nissan Motor Works. Right. You know, and again, not saying better or worse, just mm-hmm. different. Yep. And so the dynamic of your coworker becoming your boss or in that in that industry, the lead pastor sure. or becoming the senior pastor can be really difficult, a lot more difficult because of yeah. the the depth of relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think one of the things I've heard you say too as you're sort of navigating, helping leaders navigate this kind of thing yeah. is is a you got to be careful with the familiarity thing. Oh my gosh! You know, yeah, and yeah. that if you're going to err on the side of anything, yeah. maybe yeah. err on the side of what honor was what was funny is familiar. I had a conversation right before we recorded this podcast with someone about familiarity, and and what happens is we become too familiar with people, mm. and then we treat them not as the position that they are. We treat them as what makes us feel comfortable. Mm. And that's really difficult. So in other words, wow. the prime example is this. So you're dating someone, mm-hmm. right? You're dating someone in the beginning, you know, hey man, we're putting on, right? We're putting on the best show, baby. We, you know, we, you know, we're making sure our breath don't stink. We're making sure our hair looks great. You know, whatever it is, we put yeah. on the best clothes. You know, yeah. I may be overweight, but that, that shirt makes me look thin. You know, whatever it is. Well, then what happens over time 
is you become familiar. Yeah. And the familiarity, well, I don't have to dress up. Well, I don't have to do this. And listen, there's a tension between being comfortable and being familiar. Mm -hmm. So so the comfortable is, hey, I'm comfortable, you know, sharing deeper feelings. I'm sharing conversation. I'm comfortable not always having to put on my best, Mm -hmm. you know, and you're still going to embrace me. But then you can cross that line and become too familiar. Yes. And then and then what happens when you become too familiar, you become common. Yeah. And when you become common, you lose the uniqueness and the beauty of a person. Sure. It, it, whether it's their position or their gifting. And yeah. that's that's why familiarity is so dangerous. Yeah. Familiarity turns into being common and common then becomes like it's not special. Sure. Everyone is special regardless of position or power or talent or gifting. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, so speak to the idea, you know, you've been on the other side of this and, and maybe just talk about that familiarity principle or how you've navigated being on the other side of that relationship changing mm-hmm. where you were the person that became the boss or, yeah. you know, became the pastor or yeah. whatever, you know? Yeah, it was really, you know, it was really hard. The first time it happened, you know, uh, I'm, I'm at the record company, things are going great. I'm in a cubicle next to somebody and, you know, there's a position and you could, you know, what the companies did back then, some still do it today is they offer position internally first. And I applied for the position. I got it. Well, I essentially became my, my friend's boss mm. and, but the mistake I made was because he was my friend, part of friendship is intimacy, mm. you know, and we would talk about a lot of things and we would talk. And what I did is I didn't put a filter in. And when I became his boss, I talked about the employees that annoyed me, which were still his peers, man. It, it created yeah. it. By the way, I got demoted. I, I mean, I literally got demoted when my boss heard what I was doing because the assumption was, you knew that was wrong which is a whole other podcast. Well, was that stuff do. that you shared before you got promoted? No, no, I hadn't shared it. Like, cause I hadn't been intimate with those other employees that were now my direct reports. Right. And I would go to my friend uh-huh. who was my peer and I'd go, man, Susan is just golly. She's the Yeesh. most annoying person. Yeah. Yeah. And so I Jeez. kept yeah. the level of familiarity and I didn't put a filter in. Well, that that's just not healthy leadership. It's not, And so, of course, he jumped right back into, he was fine because that was the position he was comfortable with with me. Yeah. And I, when my boss found out I had been in a position, this is how pathetic this is. I was in a position four months and he came to me and he goes, hey, this isn't going to work out. Uh, You still have your position, but you're going to go back to Dutta. I had gone from a cubicle back in the day. So this Mm -hmm. is mid eighties. Back in the day from a cubicle to an office, I had to go back to a cubicle. Talk about humility. But I mean, but that's why. Yeah. Because my mistake was I became a boss to my peers and I didn't filter the yeah. information. Yeah. And that was key because it wasn't healthy for them to hear that any longer. Right. And that's, that's one of the mistakes I made. For sure. You know, you know. And, and I can I can definitely recognize it's, it's an interesting dynamic in the marketplace. It just made me think, you know, there are some companies that it's their policy that they will not promote internally because this is such a landmine. Right. I know, I don't know if it's still this way, but I know Starbucks for many years, exactly they right. would, yeah. they would not promote in a particular store. They would not promote someone to general manager. They would come from another store. Yeah. Now it might be the one five minutes up the road. Yeah. Right. But to, to deal with, I don't know if it's just because of the relational well, nature. Well, I think of the what staff, it was is, is to dispel. It's knowing it's, that's a landmine. Exactly right. To dispel the amount of familiarity. That's exactly why Starbucks does it. And it's probably for many other reasons, but I know general managers at Starbucks and they go. Part of the reason is because it's fresh 
relationships. Yeah. And it's hard to undo your perception of someone mm. into a new perception. Like, oh, that's my buddy. That's my pal. That's my boy. Right. You know, well, yeah, but it's your boss. Yeah. And uh, it's very hard to do. Right. And that's part of the reason why Starbucks creates new relationships. When sure. They, and, and that's good for our listeners. Yep. You know, if you're in an organization like that, you mm-hmm. might want to consider Mm-hmm. You know, cross-pollination, meaning understanding that people learning different things in different areas of your organization so that when you're they're promoted, you can move them to another section and right. then it creates new relationships. For sure. Yeah. Well, I know one of the things you're big on is alignment. And so yeah. let's talk about this, okay? Yeah. Your new buddy's in, t- in the new role. He's the boss now. Yeah. Where does alignment come in to play with all this? Yeah, I think one of the things I did right when my friend, my peer became my boss Mm -hmm. was that I made them set the boundaries. So like, for example, we'd always go to lunch. Yeah. And I never did that anymore. He became the boss. And then about, I don't know, it was about two weeks, I think it was. He came down. I was still in a cubicle. He came down and, you know, he went, hey, man, can I ask you a question? I was like, yeah, what's up? And he's like, we don't go to lunch anymore. I said, hey, man, I was just making sure it's not weird for you. And he was like, no, absolutely not. We're good. Yeah. Hey, see, he established a boundary. Right. He said it's okay to, to have to come this far, mm-hmm. this intimate into the new relationship. Well, it was good. It, was, it, wasn't, it wasn't weird. So, I yeah. mean, that's one of the things I did right when yeah. my peer became my boss is I was cognizant that there's new, it's a new relationship and there are new boundaries. Right. I didn't barge into his office all of a sudden and go, hey, come on, mm. grab a taco with me. Sure. It might come off as uh, a too familiar. It might come off as sure. like, you know, I'm treating him with no respect. Right. So I let him mm-hmm. and I was fine. Yeah. You know, so I think that's one of the things that we have to do is when our peers become our bosses, we have to understand yeah. you got to draw some new boundaries. And sometimes I, you let them draw the new boundary. Yeah. I love that about letting them set the pace. They yeah. set the tone. You know? Exactly. And I think, uh, I mean, it's probably healthy. If you can't get into alignment, probably best to step away. Yeah. I mean, it's going to create a level of toxicity in the organization because if all of a sudden sure. now you don't want to be around that person who was a peer and you were friends, they're feeling awkward because now they have a level of authority over you when there was just a level of, there was no authority before. Yeah. So there's, there's all these awkward, I like to just use the word awkward. There's a lot of awkwardness going on. Yeah. And so one, call it out, go, Hey man, are we good? Like what's good for us to do? Because, you know, if you're a friend, you want the best for them, you know? So when I come in the office, do I close the door or do I so-and-so? Yeah. So there's a lot to consider. Right. Even the perception of other employees. Yeah. Because yeah. they know you guys were friends. Exactly. And now he's your the boss. Yep. So now is he going to get special? He or she going to get special recognition because they were friends. But, you know, they came up together. Yeah. You know what I mean? So he's always going to listen to him or her. He's yeah. always going to. you. They could go into their office. Yeah. Because they were friends. Mm-hmm. Well, can I go into the So you're managing two things. You're managing the new relationship of mm-hmm. a peer that was your boss. Yeah. But then you're also managing the perception mm-hmm. of your existing peers uh-huh. going, yeah, I don't want that from him. Or right. I, I don't want that for him or her. Uh-huh. I want them to be perceived as the best. For sure. So you, you talk about it. Yeah, and it is managing those relationships. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's understanding that those dynamics are unique. And I think right. speaking through the marketplace there, you know, you mentioned right. the preferential treatment. You know, it's one thing in a relational culture, but if you're more of a corporate setting, yeah. that kind of thing can lead to some major HR issues. Yeah, I mean, especially you know? now when you're guilty by accusation. You know, it's no longer guilty by evidence. It's guilty by accusation. If Mm. an employee goes to HR and goes, listen, I can't ever get a meeting with John, but John always has meetings, you know, with Susan. 
Mm-hmm. And they're just friends. It's platonic. But John and Susan were peers before and they came up together. Oh, I mean, HR is going to have a heyday with that. So you got to be really careful in this day and age, mm-hmm. you know, from that standpoint. That's what I mean about managing your existing peers relationships yeah. and perceptions. What are some of the other boundaries? You mentioned kind of the, the anecdote of, OK, we used to get the tacos, you know, yeah, we yeah. used to go to lunch, that type of thing. Yeah. What, maybe what are some of the other boundaries that you think are healthy to at least have a discussion yeah. about? Yeah. As that relationship's changing. Yeah, I think it's the content of conversation. I think it's content because what I would do is, you know, and he became, he actually became vice president of the other organization. I never grew with this organization. I stayed where I was, but he continued to climb the ladder, which was awesome. I changed the content of my conversation before we talk about everything about the company, everything, the good, the bad, the ugly, whatever it is. Yeah. Well, now what I did is when I talked to him out in, especially during office hours back in the day or even work related, I kept it very, very shallow. I allowed him to direct the depth level of what we talked about in terms of the organization. So what I did is I just went, I didn't talk about people. I didn't talk about, hey, so what's up with John? Why why is he so-and-so? Yeah. I didn't do any of that. I just How did you know to do that? Like, did you have an innate maturity about that? Oh, I was so mature. Did you learn that that was a boundary because you put your hand on the hot stove? I'll tell you. you, Well, again, don't forget I got demoted. Yeah. So when I got demoted, it's he didn't take my position, but when I got demoted, it made me go, whoa, I have to be really conscious of my content in my conversations now. Yeah. So once I got spanked, you know, and told, hey, you're not ready for this position and demoted, it made me, and then I heard the why. I had a great supervisor who told me yeah. the why. Well, it's because you can't keep, you know, back in the day, it was, you can't keep your mouth shut. You're talking about stuff that's inappropriate. I was like, well, nobody told me, nobody. <laughs> and, he, and he literally looked at me and went, well, now you know. <laughs> get back in a cubicle. So I went to the cubicle. And, and I mean, and so what I did was go, okay, well, obviously there's a change in relationship, like we said. Mm. So it also, in the change of relationship, one of the ways it plays out is, is a different content in the conversation. Yeah. I let them dictate. I was like, yeah, man, how was work today? Yeah. And they were like, oh, it was good. Boom. If that's it, then I stop. Right. I start talking about the Mets. I start talking about the Reds. I start talking about whatever it is. I don't keep diving. The second thing I was cognizant of was I never tried to mine for information. Yeah. I never tried to go, hey, what's the big corporate executive retreat about? Yeah. I never tried to do that, although I wanted to know so bad. Yeah, because your buddies in the meetings that maybe you want to right, be I want to know, and like I'm trying to bait them, I'm trying to poke at them the way <laughs> he'll just burst with information. Yeah. Plus, you know, I was fortunate to have great relationships. I wanted the best for him, so I knew that if he divulged some information that was inappropriate, Get one, him I, in trouble. Exa- one, exactly. One, yeah. I knew it would happen to him, and two, I didn't want to put him that pressure on him. Sure. So again, it's a level of care that yeah. I had because they just happened to be a good friend. And I think that's admirable you know yeah. to, to to have his back yeah, you know course, yeah. that that you can be that trusted friend that can maybe stop the gossip train yeah. that can really yeah. be be that guard to yeah. keep your leader from you know those kind of yeah. toxic roles so i would i would want to be the kind of person in that situation where my leader never worried about whether or not i had their back right you know yeah well that creates a level of confidence i mean and we say it here in our organization i mean if i have to worry about whether you're with me or for me, because there's a difference. You know, when you're with me, you're with me, man. You know, in the rain, in the storm, in the good times, the bad times. But if you're for me, people are just like Fairweather fans, right? Yeah. Everybody's like, yeah, this is great. A perfect example right now. I mean, we have Tom Brady, Tampa Bay Buccaneers. First year, we go to the Super Bowl. Bang. Oh, we love. He's the GOAT. He's great. You yeah. know what I mean? In 22 yeah. and 23, he was not having such a great year. Yeah. Where are those guys now? Well, it's the same thing with, with someone who's an employee or a friend. Sure. 
You want somebody who's with you in the thick of it, in the yeah. glory and in the bad days. Right. And the people who are for you, mm. they're just pretty much just, we define it as, yeah. they're for you when things are going great, when things are going bad, they put a little distance. Got it. That's one of the things you want to be mm. as an employee. You want your supervisor or your direct report to know, hey man, sure. I'm in. Yeah. I may not be doing this job for my whole life, but when I'm here, brother, you can count on me and I'm with you. Yeah. You know, that I love kind of vibe. I, how do you know when the relationship is that dynamic shift is going a little bit off the rails. Yeah. Well, I can tell you, and that sounds so silly, but when I would see them, I'd begin to avoid them because mm. I just didn't want to engage. I was either jealous. I was mad. They didn't treat me the same. Yeah. So who wants to be around people like that? If, if that's the narrative you believe, what I started to do was I'd see them down the hallway or walk into a room with them and I'd jet out. Or I take another path to avoid them. That's how you know something is wonky. I like to use that word wonky in a relationship. Yeah. It's just like when you don't want to see that person, you know what I mean? So there's an emotion attached to it. Mm. It's almost like exacerbation. It's almost like, oh man, I don't want to deal with him. I don't want to, I don't want to talk to her. Yeah. You know, I don't want to be here. And it's all really predicated upon or all started. The impetus for it was they got promoted. They were a friend. They were up here and they got promoted. So I, for me, that was the telltale sign. And yeah. I knew. And some of them, I let the relationship just fade off into the sunset. And then other relationships where I felt that I had to be forthcoming and go, hey, man, I, I, it could be just me, but I'm, I'm sensing a little weirdness because now, you know, you're the boss, which is cool. Good for you. I'm happy. But, man, I'm, I, I don't know how to act. Like, help me. Yeah. You know what I mean? You walk down the hallway with all the VPs and we used to high five and fist pump and chest pump, jump up in the air. And now you don't do that. Yeah. So help me because now I'm kind of mad. And then you talk through it. And, you know, I'll be honest, Brad. I mean, some of those relationships ended really well on yeah. that conversation. And some of them kept going and got stronger. Yeah. It's just part of it. Yeah. You, know? you talked about the caller ID thing too. Man, what's the emotion you feel when your phone rings and you know it's you? Because you, everybody's, everybody's name comes up on the phone, sure. right? Yeah. What's the emotion you feel? Yeah. What's the emotion you feel when that person ring, when their phone rings and you look at who it is? What's the what's the emotion? Is it, dude? What's up? It's Brad. What's going on, man? Yeah. What's going on? You know what I mean? Or yeah. what is it? And that so those are two yeah. tail signs. In the physical, you're mm. avoiding the you're avoiding interactions in the hallway and meetings, whatever. But then in just if you know if it's just you and they're calling you, it's like oh god, what yeah. is. What do they want? Yeah. You know, geez, yeah. you know, ah, oh, here we go. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's, that's a telltale sign for sure. That there is, there is some dysfunction or wonkiness uh -huh. in that new relationship. Yeah. I imagine this probably gets even more layered when it's like a family business. Yeah. It's really it's hard. Brother. We should do an episode on that. Oh one. my gosh. <laughs> we, we, we'd have to do a massive episode on that. I think it's harder because you have to, you have to be mature enough. You know, we had an employee leave here to go work for family. And one of the dynamics that I had told him was, be sure that you sit down with your family and draw proper boundaries. Yeah. Because, and I'm blessed. I mean, my son-in-law works for the organization. Yeah. Now, I don't work with him every day, but we actually got together and we set boundaries. Hey, when we're at family gatherings, we don't talk shop. Yeah. Now, if you got an issue, you got a problem and it's emergent and we have to really get to it, of course. Yeah. Of course I want to be that. Yeah. But we've we set clear boundaries. We're at birthdays, we're at celebrations, we're at family dinners, we're at whatever. Yeah, we there's no reason for us. We got all the time in the world. This is family time. This is hang time. This is and you got to set those boundaries. And I told mm -hmm. that employee here in our organization who in our church who mm -hmm. left. Yeah. And I just said he went to go work for his family. 
hey man, set clear boundaries. Because yep. my wife and I owned a business many years ago where we had family working for us. Mm. And we did not set boundaries. Yep. And it became destructive. Lack of boundaries will create destruction. Yep. I mean, end, end of story. In yep. anything that you do, whether it's relational, sure. spiritual, mm -hmm. financial, lack of boundaries will create destruction. Yeah. And so we didn't do that. And right. it was bad. Yeah. And you know, yeah. And it was so we learned our lesson. And it that. does. It sounds like that's kind of the bottom line. It's 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 boundaries and communication. It's right. like uh, I mean, right. isn't it with everything right. in life? If right. we what, could just learn how to do boundaries do and communication. Boundaries and communication, we're all you'd actually be healthier. You, you might just smile a little bit. Imagine that. <laughs> right. So for all the people listening yeah. on this podcast that have had their friends, their peers become their boss right. on having to navigate, understand it's a new relationship. Yep. New relationships require communication. New relationships require communication and new boundaries. And you always want the best for them because you're their friend. So base things not on how you feel, but what's best for them in their new season. I love it. Yeah, Thank man. you so much, PQ. Yeah. Hey, that's it for this week's episode of the Just Lead Podcast. For more resources, check out the show notes below. While you're at it, make sure to tap that subscribe button, leave us a rating and review, and share this episode with a friend. See you next time.